And I have to tell you, for me, I can go anywhere and nobody looks at me sideways, ever. I was traveling through uh, Virginia, deep in Virginia, and a friend of mine said, you need to be careful. I said, why? And they said, well, because people are very conservative there. I said, honey, I just left a gas station where the most redneck man you ever saw <laughs> opened the door for me and let me go in the gas station. I'll guarantee you I was the prettiest woman he had seen in months. <laughs> Hey dolls, welcome to The Gaily Dose, a family of queer people who have fun, elevated conversation to build a deeper sense of community in our LGBTQ world. Check us out at thegailydose.com or at the Gaily Dose Pod on all social media. Girl, you better come get your Gaily Dose. Welcome to The Gaily Dose. This is Homo Lucero Domogolski. Hi, I'm Diane Crow. Yes, and we are so excited, dolls, because today we have a very special episode, our first episode of Pride. And with us today is Dr. Elijah Nicholas. Hey. hey! We are so excited. We are doing our first dose of trans man. Yes. To celebrate and kick off Pride. Let's go. Pride started with the trans movement. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yeah, sure did. We know it took some time, but we got your human heart on. So it is the human heart on, and we always have that little joke, heart on, heart on. But you know, we came up with this segment because we really wanted to call out people in the community that we love. And um, I will tell you, I have three people that I often talk about as my inspirations. One of them is Oprah Winfrey. One of them is RuPaul. And one of them we no longer have with us, and that is Mr. Rogers. Yay. I know. And it's so appropriate that we talk about Mr. Rogers together because really he was a defining element in the generations that we lived in and we yeah. live in today. Um, I want to start off by saying you wouldn't normally think Mr. Rogers would be like a human hard on from a bunch of queer folk. But for me, Mr. Rogers was someone who shaped and intentionally purposefully wanted to make sure that children's eyes were lifted up to to the creativity and to the goodness in the world. At a time when TV and um, media were really presenting a lot of damaging things to children. And as silly as that is to sound like, you know, here I'm this little queer kid watching this stuff, unbeknownst to the fact that I'm okay being queer. I'm so sensitive, I'm so soft. I'm such a, a observer of things and I love things. And he really gave me a safe space as a child to be innocent and to be sweet. And um, I just didn't realize what a trooper he was to get us there. But he really fought to make that a safe space. And for that reason, um, he's certainly someone I would, I would look up to. I even look up to today. You know, Mr. Rogers, he always spoke to children eye to eye. He, he never spoke down to children. And even difficult situations like divorce or death or war, he spoke to children in, in real ways that um, were important to them. He was the first person on television to do that. And there's a moment in time when funding for national public television was about to be cut, and he spoke before the Congress. Oh, well, not before the whole Congress, but before a, a committee. The and Congress. Yeah. And in that committee, they were all about, you know, cutting it, that it wasn't worth it. And after what he said to them, 
the congressman who was in charge of that started to cry. And he said, you have made a point so valuable that there's no way we could cut your funding. And you know, I think what I also find so inspiring about him is that he used his platform to also teach things like um, race equality, right? Those that, for me, it was one of those moving pieces where I never understood as a child. I was so moved by, you know, the black postman and him sharing the pool of their feet together and then him washing his feet off. And I didn't understand the context. Just as a child, I was like, oh, they're just like me, right? And then you understood the broader context of what was going on in the world. And I realized later in life that here was a straight white male father who took upon it himself to create a safe space for children. And side, kind of side note is that I feel very much that kind of inspiration for me is part of why I do the Gaily Dose. Creating a safe space as a, um, as a tribal leader, right, for queer folk and for straight folk. And that's inspiring. That's part of why I do what I do is because of other examples like him. So Yeah, the, the story that he just recounted was that during, in my lifetime, where I lived, black children and white children did not swim in the same swimming pool at all. And it was a national thing. And so when he invited, it was a very hot day there on the show, and he invited him to come and sit with him. And he said, well, I don't have a towel. And he said, it's okay, you can use mine. And just like Jesus did, washing the feet of his disciples, Mr. Rogers washed the feet of a black man who was sharing the pool with him. That was huge. That was a giant moment in television history. I would recommend that all of you go back and watch the documentary about Mr. Rogers and even watch the movie made about Mr. Rogers. Um, yeah. It was just amazing. And, so, there, and there are a few, there are students, there's a few, I mean, obviously we both have others that we're going to share about on future episodes that we feel moved about, but um, it really is special. Yeah. So our human heart on goes to the far beyond and the wonderful Mr. Rogers. Open your hearts. It's Trans Notions. Helmu, thank you. You're so welcome. As always, you are the very best. I love wine. So this is Trans Notions, uh, boys and girls, men and women. It's also Mental Health Month right now. And I have to tell you, and I have no shame or embarrassment in sharing this with you, I went through a really dark time for the last five weeks. And I mean, mental health is, is so important. Everybody talks about it. But it's, sometimes it sort of slips on you when you're not in such great mental health. It's an insidious, insidious thing that sort of sneaks in little by little by little by little, and you don't even realize it, to the point where I, I didn't want to get out of bed. And if I did get out of bed, I would just go and lay on my couch and not do anything. I had no desire to do anything or have any fun or found no joy in things. And I have to tell you, it was my friends that really pulled me out. Helmut would call me in the morning, like around 8 o'clock. And the first time he did it, it scared me to death because I'd been, I'd been going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and getting up at noon. And when he called me, I was like, oh, my God, I really do need to get up. And people do care about me. And I had other friends starting to call me and, and invite me to do yoga with them or to go out to dinner. 
And little by little, I started to realize, oh my God, I really am in a funk. So if anything I can share with you all, you dolls, is that take your mental health seriously. And when you start to feel like you're in a dark place, try and do something physical. Go for a walk. Do some exercise. Change of pace. Change of scenery. Lots of deep breathing. Meditation. It can really help you so very, very much. And I know for a fact that it's helped me. So I wish for all of you really great mental health, but when it's not so great, reach out and accept the help that friends will give you. Love you. Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our communities, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today. A dose of Pride March and Parade with Dr. Elijah Nicholas. So we are so excited today to have Dr. Elijah here with us so we can have some conversation about Pride. And dolls, what we really think is important as we look at Pride is that there is this really, it feels like a big dichotomy this year around Pride. There's two big forces. One, we want to celebrate. It's like we've been in a pandemic state in Atlanta specifically. We're going to have our first Pride Parade. We want to get out there, get on the streets and celebrate. We have a lot of great things to celebrate, particularly in the trans community. And then there's the fight of Pride, the march, if you will. This year also feels like there's a lot coming at us, in particular to our trans brethren. And so we're going to talk about both of those today. And let's start with the things that we want to celebrate with pride and particularly to the trans movement. What do you guys think? Well, let me step in because the during the big riots in New York, it was a trans sister that started it all. Mm-hmm. She was the one that was throwing bricks at the cops and was like bold and saying, this is not okay. And it really was the, the, the seminal creation of the whole spectrum of us to start to come to light mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so uh, we have our trans sisters to thank for getting into that and making that happen so that was pretty awesome it is awesome that's something huge to celebrate and actually that's why we've got that triangle on our flag because the the trans movement and the people of color that also are represented by that tri- triangle are really a key to us beginning to begin with um, what's it been like though? This year we've had so many things. Who was it? Uh, Jeopardy, right? We had mm-hmm. a trans were so visible. Yes. Uh, uh, in MJ. the set. Yes. And then uh, MJ, what is it? MJ uh, Rodriguez. Yes. yes. An Emmy. Winning an Emmy. And then we've also had, um, do we have in the, the government? We yes. Have, uh, yes. Assistant Secretary of Health uh, is a trans woman. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we're making progress. Yeah. We're making progress for sure. <laughs> you know what's so funny though is that in reality, and it's funny, it's not funny. There are just so few trans people relative to the population. It's really such a small percentage. That's why visibility is so awesome, right? Is because these people are really part of the fabric of humanity. You all are part of the everyday people that walk around and 
make eggs and go to work, and, right? <laughs> and, and we're seeing these these people that are visible in our country, and I'm so proud of that for you all as our own people. Well, I, I have to say that there have been some shows that have been very, very critical for that. I mean, yeah. Pose, for one, um, has an entire cast that's all actual trans people or gay people. I mean, they're all, whoever they are they portray on film, on the show, they are them. And the people who write it are trans. And, it, and it's all from those early days uh, in New York. And that has helped make all of us be just more normal in everyday life. And I have to tell you, for me, I can go anywhere and nobody looks at me sideways, ever. I was traveling through uh, Virginia, deep in Virginia, and a friend of mine said, you need to be careful. I said, why? And they said, well, because people are very conservative there. I said, honey, I just left a gas station where the most redneck man you ever saw <laughs> opened the door for me and let me go in the gas station. I'll guarantee you I was the prettiest woman he had seen in months. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So, how about how about from your perspective? What are the things that you want to celebrate for Pride? Maybe particular to our our city or your experiences these last couple of years? Well, for me, it's it's been amazing to actually see the change. When we talk about MJ Rodriguez winning an Emmy, and I believe the person you're speaking about was Marsha P. Johnson, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. So, I personally had the opportunity to do a video in collaboration with a school in New York, and my portion was on Marsha P. Johnson. And so it really made me emotional to talk about her and then to just to, to do the research and to see that we've come full circle all these years later. And so for me, that's a celebration to even be able to be a part of that, to be out and to be authentically who I am. Um, and so when I think about, you know, being out and being proud, it's um, it's a great feeling because I'm only four years now. Wow, four years into my transition, and so um, you both babies. Yeah, I, like I feel like I really feel like I'm, with I'm the a baby. baby. Trans kids over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like I really do feel. You know, I feel like a baby. Like, and it's interesting because when I see the young folks, if I may call them young folks, younger folks, right, yes, of um, who have been out much longer or have a transition much longer than I. I have it's like oh my god like they look at me as an elder and I'm like first of all I'm not an elder but then I see the gray in my hair and I really am an elder but I'm I'm so excited for them that they're able to just live and be free and be you know who they are so it's for me it's good to celebrate celebrate our youth celebrate you know all the accomplishments that they're like even all the things that we have going against us they're still like hey I'm going to be who I am, like it or not. So, yeah, that's what I'm no, saying. it's so, beautiful. That, Anything to add to that? Well, I think that's generally the environment that we're in these days. And, um, and, and, and something to go with that, I mean, since it's trans, or excuse me, since it's um, pride, and we want to talk about the trans fight, so to speak, you know, we've struggled for a while to become known as normal people. Mm-hmm. You know, just everyday people who who love and live and want to be appreciated and want to be loved for who we are. And we're finally reaching a point where that's, I think, starting to happen. But every time that happens in history, where some outside group starts to achieve some sort of acceptance, 
there's a pushback on that. When I was a kid in Dothan, Alabama, hmm. my grandfather, rest his soul, was quite the racist. And there were no black programs on TV. There were no black commercials. There were no black actors. There just wasn't much of anything out there back then. And I'll never forget when uh, the network started to have you know, commercials with black actors in them, mm -hmm. my grandfather railed against that, saying, oh, that's horrible, they're everywhere and they want everything. And I never understood that. But as soon as that started to happen, I saw all this side pushback against black people during that time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why? They're just starting to make some inroads for where they should. Mm -hmm. and, and yet, that's exactly where we are in history right now with trans people. Mm -hmm. Because trans people are now getting very visible. We've got shows on TV. We've got mm -hmm. actors and actresses and singers and performers who are trans and loving it. And the, the people loving it and embracing it. Yet there are those who want to push that back yeah. into yeah. under the covers, and I think that's so important for our dolls out there to recognize that this is a this is a stage that we're in, and this is where there's this second aspect to pride that we talked about, where there's still a march, there is still a fight, so to speak, um, because I'll, we'll call it the mental health. I think we talked about how yes. precious the mental health is that we're now able to start achieving. When you're the, the guy or girl or still discovering yourself person outside mm -hmm. everybody else, right? It leads to a lot of instability for your own personal self, for your own happiness. And then to now be able to come into a circle and feel accepted, it's just a huge thing. And I know there are a lot of people that have been struggling with that with all these messages. So let's talk a little bit about the fight and how pride is a march. Um, don't say gay. That, what, what do we think about that? Let's say it like a thousand times right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say gay. Say gay. Say gay. That, like we should do the hashtag say gay. Like start the, let's start the movement. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's so unfortunate. It, I cannot believe that it is 2022 and that we would even have an act saying don't say gay. Like I, I really, I can't believe yeah. that it's even an issue or a discussion, you know, considering that where we are in time. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you said, it's because of the progress that we've made as a community. And now there has to be this pushback because I believe some people feel threatened. Right. Yeah. They feel threatened that um, if 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 certain people get rights, then that's going to take away from my rights. Right. But that's certainly not the case. Well, and there's a fear, you know, there's a there is a genuineness. I think the hard part about our enemies is that they're not enemies. They are frenemies mm -hmm. in that these people have real legitimate concerns about their children, maybe, you know, hearing something and being influenced. But when you realize this is naturally occurring. We are by design, God's design mm -hmm. is that we were made gay, lesbian, trans. When you're on this side of that reality, you realize we are chosen by God to live these lives. Right. And so I'm not going to be influenced as a child to be something I'm not going to be. I'm going to go explore things. I am. But guess what, kids? I mean, parents, when I say kids, <laughs> that's going to happen. And mm -hmm. your job as a parent is to proctor that process for your child mm -hmm. and enable that. It just scares people right. who think that this is somehow not natural. Mm -hmm. When you realize if you look and observe the natural world, it's occurring because it is natural. 
It is. It's very natural. Right? And yeah. when you're, I mean, there's nothing, we've talked about this. There are things about our psyches that developed because that's who we were, mm-hmm. not because I saw a gay ad or a gay movie right. or a gay porn clip, you know? She's always like men. You know, I, I mean, I just couldn't say it. Many times yes. we look to the American Indians and say, well, they were unencumbered by, you know, white people until they took the land and everything. And, you know, it's interesting, white, uh, the Indian, the American Indians, um, whenever someone is born a male but it exhibits female characteristics those people are they're like shaman two spirits we were all two spirits all of us would have been two spirits because we identified differently they were looked up to as leaders Mm -hmm. and um and i actually believe loki that that is actually part of our place in uh, a natural world mm-hmm. is because we deal with identity. That's the whole thing about trans is that this is not about your sexuality. Right. This is about your identity and who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um, so another fun one, sports. Mm. There's a fight for oh, us around fun? sports. I didn't realize that was fun. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not fun. It's, it's, <sighs> it makes me want to cry, actually. Ax- yeah, oh. absolutely. Um, here in Georgia, they actually just, we, um, you know, we've now fully gone through with some of the organizations now adopting the policies mm-hmm. that you will be, not, you will not be permitted to participate in um, certain sports um, except with the gender you were assigned on your birth certificate, which is really um, so painful for young people who are identifying this way, and that's how they really believe and trust that they are. Mm-hmm. There's a real fight there. Well, that, saw, how does that make you all feel or think? Well, I saw something on TV the other day. As a young lady, she's beautiful, and, and she loves to bowl with her team, and now she cannot because she has... M on her birth certificate she can't you know there are a lot of things she can't participate in just with her fellow girls because she has M on her birth certificate and she's not that and so I know this whole thing stems from well it's not fair competition you know that uh, that and it there's a lot of fear baiting with that going oh well these supposed girls who have male physiques mm-hmm. They're going to take all the awards, and your girls are never going to be on a fair playing field again. And I'm not sure how, what to do with that. I honestly yeah. don't, because it's a, it's a real thing, I think, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to assess it or what to do with that. But the the side, the byproduct of that is that there are all these kids who really do identify with the opposite of what is on their birth certificate. Mm-hmm. And they are happy with those people, and they bloom with those people, and they thrive with those people, and now they cannot be with those people. And that's, I think, we're going back to how damaging, sadly, suicide can be, and self-harming can be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the saddest part. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, I think that um, it's so unfortunate because to me, it speaks to where we are as a society. Just hearing the part about competition, you know, um, 
when we think about competing, to me, when we're playing a sport, it doesn't matter for me personally. It doesn't matter who wins or loses, especially in elementary school. Now, maybe high school, you know, that's where I personally started getting really competitive, right? When I played basketball. But wow, if I would have been able to play basketball like as a guy, I would have felt so much more comfortable. I mean, my, my personal story is I was the most uncomfortable in the girls' bathroom. Like I didn't belong in the girls' bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it was it was grueling for me every time I had to take a shower. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want to take showers because I did not fit. the body that I was in. I didn't fit this locker room. And so, you know, when I think about just competition, it's unfortunate that we live in the society where competition is more important than a life. And, you know, you're right. And so it really, the hard part is I wish these parents understood, you know, I have daughters and um, one of my daughters shared with me that there was a um, previously male, now trans uh, girl on a team Right. And I've thought about watching my daughter on the on the lacrosse field. Well, what if there was a trans a trans girl on the field and what if they won? Right. There's part of you that I can understand feels that emotion like, well, hey, maybe there's an advantage. And then I think you don't know a trans person. Mm. You don't know how much harder it probably is for her to be out here in the middle of this society Mm -hmm. trying to just be herself Mm -hmm. and navigate this very unclear charted territory as a young teenager. It's hard enough to be a teenager to then to like be this person. It just, it makes me think, you know, you need to get to know some trans people because when you speak with them, you realize that this is a much bigger deal for that young person than whoever wins the little award, you know, and I get it. I know those are important awards, um, but I feel like lives are more important, you know? Absolutely. It it is tragic, sadly, that, um, that all of these athletes really work hard to be the best they can be in that. And there's the social aspect of it, but there's also the personal, you know, um, success of that. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with this giant pushback that we're seeing right now that for the longest time, people who were gay, it was the big, you know, the big boogeyman were gay people. Right. And now it's trans people. Well, and look at at what, you know, as we kind of roll out and close out this part of... uh, sort of the fight if you think about it these are the pieces that we've been chatting through the gay youth the trans piece Mm -hmm. and you know the attack of the children Um, but in reality there are other things here we go back again to this so now we've got the Supreme Court what's going on there Mm -hmm. and you've got potential threats towards gay marriage potential threats towards women's rights with abortion and so there it's a very real we are all connected Right. We are all connected. These fights, people of color, trans, gay, female. Right. And it's very important that we don't lose sight of the march and keep moving forward. There's going to be distractions, but get it together. Get involved. Make sure you're voting. Make sure you know who your people are. Go out there and, and march. Go out there and talk to your people that don't believe like you do. Be visible. All of us should be as visible as we can be. I know it's hard to do because it's like walking around being like a, you know, a show show queen. But reality is 
that's why we often wear the rainbow. You know, we now, we, we are so, we fit in so much that people don't realize how many of us there really are out there in the grocery stores. So just wear your flags, kids. <laughs> I, I know you wanted to wrap yes. this up, but I have to say oh, this. Yeah. Um, it's gay pride time. And we are all very proud of what we've done, what we've accomplished, and where we are now. But let's remember that there are forces in the minority that are trying to force their feelings and thoughts about the majority. 68% of Americans, that's of all broad-spectrum Americans, Mm -hmm. believe that Roe v. Wade should not be overturned. And... We need to get out and vote like nobody has ever voted before because only through a wave, a push of the majority of the people and voting in the people that need to be there to respect the majority's vote is it going to overturn this very conservative minority Mm -hmm. that is really whipping the shit out of everything else right now. Well, they are certainly opposed to, and that's why it's so important for us to be involved and engaged. And, um, you know, if you think about it, it's a a unique time. So we got to keep our eye on the ball. Because remember, there are many other countries, many other countries globally, they're in a far worse condition. So it's important that we keep pushing for progress here because it rolls out over time. Um, I wanted to touch on a couple things to celebrate. So I think there's some things that have just happened, right? Uh, What were you going to talk about, a movie? Yes, so there is an amazing, amazing, amazing series coming out. And I don't get paid to say this. It's called Tom Swift. Okay. Tom Swift on the CW. This movie is amazing. It has a main character who is a black gay man. There is a black trans man who is one of the co-stars. And I can't tell you anymore. That's all I'm going to tell you. Let me just say this. It is fire. Okay. Y'all want to, you want to watch Tom Swift. Go watch May 31st. May 31st, which is right after, which is right before this. So actually, you can go out and watch it now. Yes, go watch Um, this. And as well with that, I'm going to say for those here local in Atlanta, um, Booty Candy (laughs) is actually about the coming of age of a young black gay man Ah. uh, available to watch Actors Express all the way through June 12th. So if you're listening to this and you have that time window, go out, see it. It's also The Rave. It is hilarious. Don't want to miss it. Get out there, doll. Celebrate Pride. Make sure to take this month and 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 revel in both of these forces. Celebrate all the things. <laughs> Celebrate them. And then yes. also consider the things we need to march about and get involved in. This is our America. This is our future. And it's no better time to be filled with pride than today. <laughs> Ringling dingling. I think someone called for Dr. Dose. All right, dolls. So it's our favorite uh, segment, Dr. Dose. Yes. And for uh, for Dr. Dose, remember, dolls, this is sponsored by Atlanta Pride. Atlanta Pride is more than just a parade. It is a group that is dedicated to sexual diversity and gender um, embracing. Um, be sure to check them out on atlantapride.org, and you can learn more about them. So for today's Dr. Dose, we're going to have you be our doctor. Oh, yes, again. ma'am. Yes. I can't tell you. Last time I was doctor, my mom was so proud. Right? We got, yeah. we got two doctors up in the house. Yes, <laughs> we right. do. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're going to listen to our caller. I think, okay. it's, uh, I think her name is Anna. 
Hi, dolls. My name is Anna. I have a trans male coworker, and I'm so curious if he's had his surgery done yet, but I feel like I can't ask him. Do most men do this? Is it painful? <laughs> Thanks. Well, Ooh. Anna, she I have to say, you have brought up some very, very interesting questions. And we, as trans people, hear those kind of questions from time to time, and I'm really glad that you brought this up. So you're feeling uncomfortable that perhaps you shouldn't address this with him. You're feeling like, oh, I wonder how hard it is, or if men do it, trans men do it all the time. And so just wrapping that question up like that, let me just pass this over to my trans male friend, Dr. Elijah. Dr. Elijah, what do you think? Well, you are too kind. Thank you, Diana. First of all, I would say thank you for the question, Anna. Second of all, I would say um, I would wonder why you're asking the question or where the question is coming from. Like, it's amazing that you want to know and that you're curious and that you're like doing research. That's awesome. Um, but for me, I would think that it might be a little invasive. Is that right? Yeah. Invasive to ask like about someone's private Very personal, things. right? Very personal. I think it's good that you're not asking him and you're asking us yes. because um, I think that that, I mean, we're all curious at some level. I, I would say as someone who isn't trans, but I also feel like if you were asking me how many inches I had at work, I'd be a little bit like, what? You know? <laughs> I would too. Rude. Uh, rude. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but it's a great question because it is something that is on the minds of a lot of people. Believe it or not, I am asked about things like that as well so it you're you're right on on topic so first of all i would say or second of all i would say this it is something that many trans men go through bottom surgery is what it's known as right um it's a very painful i guess the top one you would see right so that one's you kind of don't right i guess sometimes because it's both sometimes right? but you know um there are many trans men who don't have top surgery okay. they do what's called binding okay. so you can't tell that they have not had or whether they've had top surgery okay. or not top surgery be being the equivalent of a double mastectomy so gotcha. sometimes you know trans men have it and sometimes they don't um because i realized i was like well which surgery right so that's this, true so so it's okay so there's binding yes. and then you could have this re built into a, a penis. Yes. And it, but it does sound painful. Yes. It does. And it is very painful. And here's why. There, you know, let me just say this. I am not a plastic surgeon. I am going based on information that I have personally researched. So basically, you're pulling like nerves and all kinds of stuff out of your arm. Like, and the reason for Ooh. that is so that you get all of the feels and the sensations oh, okay. and like, you know, like right. a like a penis, a penis, yeah. yeah, right. And who doesn't want that, right? If you're gonna have a penis, you wanna might as well have feel it. the feeling, right? So and or you can um, take the same nerves and all the fancy stuff out of uh, the thigh. That's the other option. Okay. Either way, it is painful. I'm I'm guessing it's painful. Yeah. I have not gotcha. had the surgery gotcha. in full yeah. transparency, um, but you know. It's, it's painful. So some trans men elect not to have the surgery. Well, Interesting. Let, let, me, let me say this about that. 
If you were at some party somewhere and a woman comes up to you who you've known forever and asks you, so do you have big vagina lips or little vagina lips? Now, how would you feel if someone were to ask you that? You go, well, that's really none of your business. Or if someone were to ask me, are those real breasts or are they fake breasts? Right. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. It makes no difference. So all of you who are out there who are thinking that same thing and you're, you're interested and you're fascinated and you want to know, when that person becomes comfortable enough with you, they'll share if they want to. Let them do that. Yeah. In the I, meantime, yeah. honey, there's Google. You can learn everything you want to learn about everything, everything. <laughs> from Google and YouTube, and you'll know yeah. what it's like. So, it's, And the female, so for a trans female, um, I'm assuming, well, this this is a kind of a standard sort of thing, very similar to when you have a double mastectomy and you get a boob job. But I'm assuming this is also potentially painful and um, oh. complex. I have a lot of friends who've had their bottom surgery. And uh, it is very painful. But let's put it this way. If you are so unhappy with a part of you that it causes tremendous issues, mental issues, and, and you just you know you have to get it changed somehow, and you know there's a viable way to do it, then it can be done. Yeah. Yes. I will tell you all, I, um, and this is just an outside observer, I'm so thankful when someone doesn't have that particular association because it seems like a lot of pain right and you all are, are lucky because when you go when you don't go through that right you can still have your natural body and there's going to be someone in the universe that and many someone's in the universes mm -hmm. that are going to be attracted to you mm -hmm. just as you are mm -hmm. yeah. um, which I always worry about for our trans uh, dolls out there if there's sort of that worry of you know someone not being interested in you if you were to go through that but I think there's plenty Plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> I have learned personally. In fact, I once said to Helmut, I, I said, well, I'm just worried that nobody's going to want me. Mm. You know? That nobody's going to be interested in me. And he said to me, oh, honey, there's always going to be people interested in whoever and wherever you are. And I found that to be true. So in, in sort of my prescription is to you, Anna, being Dr. Dr. Dose, is that respect everyone else's privacy. And I mean everyone, regardless of who they are, male, female, trans, not trans, respect that. Um, and if you want to learn more about it, by all means, learn and develop an appreciation for what people go through when they feel so disconnected with their body that they need to go through that change. Um, love your coworker. There are people like everybody else, and we all want to be loved and appreciated and thought well of. So, thank yay you. for you. Thank you for asking the question out loud. Mm -hmm. And thank you for not asking this person to their face. Because <laughs> yeah, right. they're probably not ready for it. Yeah. Unless thank they you, share Diane. With you. Yeah. Such a great job. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. 
right, dolls. So it's the call to Kiki, where we give you dolls some encouragement to connect with your other dolls. This episode, oh wait, segment, this segment is brought to you by Atlanta Black Pride. Atlanta Black Pride is so important to us because it celebrates the intersection of both being black and gay. And if you don't know why they are so precious to us, check them out at Atlanta Pride, atlantablackpride.org. Um, so for their call to Kiki, right, we're supposed to get together with our dolls. And I think what's really important to this pride, and I want your all's thoughts on this, but I really feel like this dichotomy, the celebration and the things to march for are so important that I would get together with um, your dolls and talk about the same thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. Talk about the things that you really want to celebrate and talk about the things that you think we still need to change. Almost like your own personal uh, Thanksgiving moment. Make it a pride moment and just, you know, have a have a meal, celebrate pride, have a pride celebration at home. Gosh, you know, like kind of COVID got us together. Do it. I may actually do it myself. Um, actually, we're going to do it. The Gaily Dose is going to do it. We're Can I bring do it the wine? I'll on, bring wine. Yes, June 30th. We're going to be, um, June 30th, we're going to be getting together at Future Atlanta. Yeah. At, um, I think it's at 8 p.m. that we're going to meet. So meet us there, dolls, and um, celebrate pride with us. But that's my, that's my call to Kiki. I, I want to say that let those things that we've been talking about tonight and all throughout the Gaily Dose be things that you think about discussing with your friends, because oftentimes we don't think about these hard subjects. Maybe we don't want to talk about the hard subjects. Yeah. True. But we want you to know that these hard subjects are important to all of us, and that the elevation and the understanding of these hard subjects helps us all to be safe and helps us all to be in a place where we need to be so that we can be who we are. Agreed. Dr. Elijah, any last advice to our dolls out there who are thinking about this pride celebration and march? I'll just be as authentic as you can be. Like this year is, it's, it's been a tough couple of years and it's the first time that we actually get to hug on each other and love on each other. And so do that with pride, do that with authenticity and yeah, celebrate and have fun. Absolutely. We want to thank you so much, oh, yeah. um, so much for being with us. I think I didn't share that it was uh, in this episode, but it has been a dream for me for having our first trans male voice on the show and sort of kick off pride and do that with you has been a complete pleasure and honor so thank you so much you're so welcome it's my pleasure indeed well dolls we love you so much we remind you to love yourselves love others and don't forget to smile bye-bye bye